15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. (laughs) Okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. You know, I've seen this quote I'm going to recite in a minute. A number of times across different people's social media and different memes and whatnot. And as this past month with the election passing weeks ago and this year of 2020, and I would say even the in the past decade, this quote that I've seen time and time again is becoming more and more relevant. And, and the quote is this. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome to another episode of trend chat i am host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us on facebook or snapchat it's at TrendChat247 and on Instagram and Twitter at Brian L. Bledsoe. Yeah, so I know well, it's been two weeks now. I've, I've noticed that it's been since um, our last episode um, before. Uh, well, before, well, after our last episode, I went to Nevada for a week or well, five days and did some firearm training and just basic firearm training. It wasn't like I was out there, you know, wearing night vision goggles and <laughs> crawling around in the dirt. <laughs> but um, it was all part of a constitutional de- constitutional defense course. Um, and that uh, Patriot Academy was putting together and uh, Rick Green uh, and, and the people in Patriot Academy. And also it was done at Front Sight firearms training institute which that was it was great there um as a matter of fact we'll have rick green on our next episode to talk ab- about that so we'll um we'll get more into that it was a, you know we've we done the interview a couple of days ago and this it was you know 
I'll say it's pretty good, but they, I always say that. So, but um, but yeah, so we'll have Rick on next week. Um, I would say probably maybe, I guess five or six days from when you're hearing this episode, we'll we'll have that up that um interview on. But yeah, so uh, well, you know, I was out there and in a remote area of Nevada, even though it was like an hour away, like an hour north of Las Vegas. And, but, um, for me, because I'm a truck driver and that area, um, it didn't have a truck stop up there. So I had to get a truck, you know, have my truck at the truck stop in Las Vegas, rent a car (laughs) and then drive up there every day, which was fine. I mean, you know, I'm a truck driver, so an hour a day, well, two hours total is nothing because, you know, I drive seven to eight hours if, if you know, the full 11 hours a day. So, but that that was a good time. I really uh, appreciate everyone, like I said, at Patriot Academy and Front Sight to, um, for the opportunity to, to do that course. And um, I'll talk more about it in the next episode. But um, as I mentioned in that quote, that it, it definitely seems in the, we are, I would say right now, we're in the time of good times create weak men <laughs> of that quote. And, and because of that, I think then the next part of it, the last part is weak men create hard times. And I feel that's, that is the trajectory we are going especially if things are um, as far as the election go are going to be confirmed as far as if Joe Biden is going to be going to be the president if that's the case then I think that's that's the direction we're we're headed but it's it's funny because um, ever since then all they've been talking about as far as Democrats at least and Joe Biden is talking about you know you unite let's just let's unite and everything let's let's come together for unity which is I think it's very ironic because I'm pretty sure if, if the if the roles were reversed they wouldn't be talking about unity with uh, with us if they lost but it's funny I sure wish we could ha- I wish there was like a way like a machine or some sort where you could see how people react if the opposite happens, <laughs> I just wish there was a way you could find that out. Like you could like see with your own two eyes, how you would react. If the situations were exactly opposite, would you act the same way or, or some, or totally hypocritical way? And yeah, but, um, but yeah, like I said, if, if, if Biden, on election night would have been projected to have lost um the call for unity wouldn't be there because they'll say like well we're you know we don't want to like, i mean it's something where they they've said for years where they want to call all trump supporters racist or just you know republicans and in, in general racist and look that's nothing new if people were thinking like oh that's they're just doing that because of Trump, because of who he is. No, they've been calling Republicans racist. I don't care who they are. I don't care if you're someone as um, squeaky clean and nice and um, as Mitt Romney. Like they were calling him a racist during 2012. So, and so yeah, that's nothing new. But um, 
is also in the same time they were calling for unity they um i didn't see much unity going on when the million mega march that happened a couple of weeks ago in dc uh, they didn't seem like they want to unify at that point because you had um uh, incidents of, of violence against people at that march from the same people or at least the people who are more aligned with uh with democrats those are the ones that hate <laughs> hate trump and that were dancing in the streets when uh during after election night the next day and all of that and there wasn't much unity coming from them i mean i you know as i said they only want to unite because things are going their way at least that's as they seem as they think they are and you know if things were reversed they'll be riding in the streets and you know screaming obscenities like before i mean so to quote unquote unite isn't about coming together and compromise i mean no it is to comply to a socialist direction the democrats want to take this country and continue obama's fundamental transformation that he said back in 2008 so they can spare me with all that talk now because if we if in the next couple of weeks and things change right and with these lawsuits and um legal challenges or audits or recounts or whatever that's going on if at the end of all of that and it comes out to where biden loses and president trump is reelected that whole talk about unity is going out the window like their ally they, they never said it before because everything they're saying right now that they want republicans to basically just you know just give up and let's like i said quote unquote unite if that if the results change all all of that united you know unity talk is just going to be evaporated <laughs> and they'll be right back to rioting and tearing down buildings and burning uh, cars in the street <laughs> but uh you know anyway i don't i don't even know how much of a of a shot that is i don't know if it's as far as the lawsuits and, and uh, everything that is uh, being said to um, to happen in the next couple of weeks as far as the results of the 2020 election. I can't even say like, oh, well, it's a 20% chance or 50% chance. I honestly don't know because I'm not a lawyer. And, we, you know, there are a lot of things going on in different states at this point. But either way, what I will say is that... um. All of these lawsuits, allegations, what are we talking about? Dominion, Smartmatic, all of that, all of everything that's surrounding it. Um, we're going to need some evidence in the sense of something that will win a case. And and all these things have to be done in a timely manner, too, because the, the clock is ticking as far as, for, you know, as far as getting anything done to affect this particular election. So we're, I mean, like I said, the time is, time is ticking away as far as that goes. Now, that being said, 
if they don't produce enough evidence or don't win cases right now with um uh, with their evidence and with the case that that they're trying to build before at least as far as anything and also if they win these um win any of these cases is it going to change anything that's another thing too you can win a case you can win a number of cases but if it um at the end of the day it just it doesn't change the result that still doesn't mean that it was wasn't worth it either because and even if like say for instance if none of this um pans out to the to the trump campaigns how they want to go they you know they, i'm pretty sure they would want to win these cases and then also in the same time be able to with uh, with the verdicts of these cases change the results as far as with the you know votes or if votes are being you know or being misplaced or votes were that weren't counted or votes that were counted twice and as far as you know voter fraud and all that and let's say they they win all that or win a lot of them but still doesn't have enough to change the results it will still be a good thing because that and that's another thing i, I will hope people will continue because let's say for instance if we get past that point and you can't do anything as far as changing the 2020 election well you still need to do it because for future elections so you can have you know you can have lawsuits afterwards in the next year or so especially then you have more time to build a case and be able to have a a more fair election in 2022 when the midterms come around and beyond so all of this that is going on regardless of what happens regardless of the results in the 2020 election i feel it is definitely beneficial um, in the overall when it comes to come to elections so so also in speaking of elections just want to give a particular shout out to Burgess Owens because he so he won in Utah's fourth district and so he'll he'll be the representative up in Washington for like I said for Utah's fourth district and I that's a particular shout out because he is the first person I interviewed for this podcast three years ago at CPAC <laughs> and it just great and not only did we have that interview that first interview with him then we also interviewed him again when he released his book um, and so you can find all that and I don't have the episode numbers for that i should have uh looked that up but i just thought about that but um but yeah so congratulations to not only just burgess owens i just mentioned him in particular but you know there are plenty of races that happen and like i said it was weeks ago but it took a while for that race to be confirmed because 
it was a very close race so and that was maybe about a week ago when that was confirmed but i just we weren't i think the last time we were on they were still counting the votes and it wasn't official but uh at this point i think it, it is official now so yeah so again uh, congratulations to burgess owens so so we got a we have a couple things we're going to continue to um to talk about we're talk about a little bit about um i guess redistrict uh, redistricting thing <laughs> redistricting uh, I, I didn't know how difficult that was redistricting yeah <laughs> yeah in texas but so yeah um uh talk about that i probably won't be saying that word again but um well talk about that also a little bit about um, mandalorian uh so if you don't know uh, it's a show on disney plus i'll talk about that because there is a couple of things in that that um not so much about the show but about one of the characters that is called a, a bit of a stir especially when it comes to just having different political opinions that's all it really is it's not even really anything that controversial but according to democrats and you know and leftists and communists and socialists and take your pick all on that side uh that's um it tends to be very controversial just to have a different opinion especially for anyone in hollywood so yeah i'll talk about that in a minute and also just um i guess a little more as far as in general about where where i feel like we're going regardless of if we're talking about as if as you know the media want to as projected for for joe biden to to be the president but even if even if president trump wins i think it's still we're still going this direction so we'll talk all about that but but let's hear a word from our friends at Young Americans Against Socialism. Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centered gear? Check out TrumpMug.com. And if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMug.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course, so go to TrumpMug.com, put in the code TRENCHAT, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMug.com with the code TRENCHAT for 10% off. All right, so um, I don't know how much, how many times I'm going to be playing that. I don't, I don't know. Um... That's something I haven't really contacted Trump Mug about. 
because, I mean, depending on, like I said, what's going on with the election, or uh, I guess, I mean, there's still merchandise to be purchased, so, <laughs> so uh, I didn't, I don't know. I had to get in contact with them, see what they're what they're up to, as far as what happened. You know, let's you know in the event of Joe Biden winning, what it's going to. I may have to change that. It may have to be something a little little different. I don't know. Anyway, I just want to. I guess. I want to I guess bring up something as far as is my thoughts as far as the, the direction we're going as a nation and also just kind of I don't know maybe hopefully this, this will maybe clarify in one sense about it so you have one side that talks about reducing government and we're on that is Republicans and furthermore libertarians when it, when when it comes to reducing government you know regardless of how you how especially libertarians how they feel that republicans are not reducing enough or 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 also adding to it at the very least the message is about reducing government how good of a job they're doing especially republicans in particular to how good of a job they're doing in reducing government and reducing regulations and all that you know at least that's what they're that is the message from the republicans and like i said for especially on the libertarian side then you have the other side which is you know you democrats socialists communists take your pick and they're all about expanding government i i don't know of any democrat that talks about reducing government or reducing regulations or something like that. It's always about more government by more social programs, more uh, quote unquote investing, which is just another word for spending taxpayer money, you know, wanting more taxpayer money by raising taxes and all just more anything that they're proposed come that's coming from Democrats is, a, is about expanding government regardless of if you think that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> obviously i think that's a bad thing but it's all about expanding government and i would go so far as you know expanding control seizing more of our rights and giving it to the government that's basically what a lot of what they're regardless of how they make it sound and regardless of how they uh, try to portray it at the end of the day is about expanding government and when you expand government you're losing more and more of your freedom because because you don't um the more control you give the government the less you have as an individual or as you know as just a free people So in, you know, in I guess kind of framing this in talking about the 2020 election in particular, especially if you're talking about. So one of the issues is talking about 
uh, whether you have recounts or audits or whatever, is that a lot of a lot of what's going on with the election are in the hands of people who are part of government, whether it's state government or local government, what have you. It's still they're all government, and it's not a stretch to figure. You know, the people in government would be more favorable, uh, favorable to the side that would not only ensure their job, but possibly expand their job. I mean, look at the numbers in Washington, D.C. for the presidential election. It was over 90 percent for Joe Biden. I think it was like 92 percent. And I think if you look at every capital county. Is no is normally the most blue county in the state. Regardless if the the county is red or not, it's probably I, I would say if that county, if the capital county in that state is red, Republican, it's probably the the least red in that whole whole state. It's probably light pink, but in a lot of cases. Even in a red state, the capital county is blue. It's Democrat. So, like in a red state, if it's you know, like I said, if it's not blue, it's like light red or pink. Um, especially you know, compared to the rest of the of the state. And then also, you have to account any um, if there's any major cities too. Also need to put that in there because if there, um, if the capital county is not is not one of the major cities. Or at least one of the top three cities, and then wherever those major cities in that state are probably gonna are gonna be they're gonna be blue most likely. So even in Tarrant County, as we found out, and at least that's you know the numbers that came out had Tarrant County going for for Biden, Tarrant County, Texas. If you don't know, so and. Even if, like, self-answer, if you're in a state, um, let's just go with Georgia, I guess. So you're in a state that turned blue. So Georgia's been red and that turned blue. You're like, oh, I can't stand this. I'm moving to a red state, you know, something like that. You know, say, okay, I don't, I can't, you know, I don't like it turning blue or whatever that is. And I'm going to move to, let's say, South Dakota or Texas or whatever. I mean, even if you do that, it wouldn't matter because one Democrats don't want to leave you alone. I don't care where you move. <laughs> uh, even if you move out of their state for one, they want control over the federal government. So that, that really, really, really doesn't matter if you go to another state because their, their goal is to expand control of government. And it kind of, kind of goes back to a tweet that I saw from, a guy called Zuby. Yeah. Um, I've been posting some of his tweets on my social media because he, he makes great points. And he tweeted, uh, he tweeted uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago now that, um, you know, you know, it's two sides, basically, you know, forget left or right, Republican, Democrat. It's really just two sides. Cause even regardless if you're Republican or Democrat, it really kind of falls in this, on one way or another. It's the people who want to be left alone 
and those who refuse to leave other people alone. <laughs> and that's pretty much where we're at, at at this point. It's basically come down to those two. You can put whatever name behind it, but you can look at whatever policies that they're advocating for. It's really going one or the other way. So now one thing I mentioned is um, <laughs> now. So in Texas, even though I mentioned that Tarrant County um, seemingly went to Joe Biden, which, you know, I live in Tarrant County and to see that happen is it's not surprising, but it's disappointing. It's actually one reason why I moved to Tarrant County because Dallas County has been blue for years. And I lived in Dallas County for about six months. And, <laughs> and the only reason it was six months, cause I, you know, it would have been shorter than that. But as soon as I had the opportunity to move back to Tarrant County, I moved back to Tarrant County because Dallas County is, you know, I just, you know, it is, it is, I'll, I would say it's probably it's not even light blue at this point. I think it's heavily democratic at right now. And again, like I said, because Dallas is a you know obviously is a major city, and like most major cities, it was a Democrat um, stronghold as far as the county goes. Now, a lot of times, whenever you would mention about major cities, you will be able to say except. For Fort Worth as a major city, but it was in a red county. Now that's changed. But again, it's not really surprising because Fort Worth is a major city. So the fact that it, it's been red all this time is kind of surprising. But even that has has flipped now. But anyway, all that being said, overall, um, especially in the Texas um state house that you, you know republicans have the majority in the um, in the house and so with that and because it's being 2020 um the year of the census so it was a particularly important election because whoever was in control of the legislature in, in in Texas would be in control of redistricting for the next 10 years. And so that being said, so Republicans are have the majority, so they're going to be in charge. And I know that was one thing, especially Democrats, because they pumped a lot of money trying to win races to get over the top to win the majority and uh, to have that. But it didn't happen. So now, obviously, because Democrats didn't win, they were like, oh, Republicans are going to rig, going to gerrymander. That's basically what was, um, what they're going to be saying, that they're going to gerrymander. They're going to configure the district so it, you know, that it, uh, they're, I mean, they'll configure the district to where it would have that the, that Republicans will continue to win in their district. And so they're, <laughs> they'll draw the line that kind of way which if democrats would have won they would have done the exact same thing 
So for them crying about that, look, if they, you know, Democrats, you lost, Republicans win, and this is what they, what can happen if you win. This kind of goes back to, you know, elections have consequences. And the fact that if, if I won, then I'm going to, yeah. Because if I have the authority to, to draw the lines because I won the race, okay. Now look, personally, I'm, I would love to have it to all be like blocks, like square blocks across the whole camp, across the whole state, just square blocks and however many per district you will put in that block, just a square across the whole state. Just do it that way. That's what I would want. But I know both sides would not be for that. <laughs> Neither side would want that because they both want that power when they're in control. But th so that's not going to happen. But that's what I would, would want because I think that would be a fairer way of doing it. Just put everything in blocks like a square two by two. I mean, well, it's just <laughs> just a, a square block of every place and um, at the at the borders of it. Maybe you have to configure it a different a different way, but at the most, it'd be all blocks. But um, but like like I said, uh, neither side would want to do that because uh, Republicans would want their opportunity to, to to draw the lines, and Democrats would like to do the same. So, so, so with that, there were going to be a lot of um, moving around. I'm guessing how many. I'm guessing that with the influx of people in the past, especially in the past 10 years that um, in the U S house that they're going to gain a couple of seats and some States are probably going to lose. I'm guessing California is going to lose a couple of seats and Texas is going to gain a couple and maybe New York. I don't know, but uh, well, we'll all find it out in due time. That's, that's, not anywhere close to I think in the next year or so we won't find that out till then. So anyway. So uh last thing I guess we'll talk about after our word from expressions is I'm gonna talk a little about uh <laughs> the Mandalorian. So and uh Gina Carano. So uh I'll talk about that a little bit after a word from Expressions. This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions Magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. Hey everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. Trend Chat is proud to be a part of the hashtag Life Tribe or Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code TRENDCHAT.
All right. So I don't know how many people who are listening to this podcast have watched the show The Mandalorian. Um, anyone that knows that has listened to, I guess, a couple of episodes would know that I am, I guess, a, a Star Wars fan. Um, we did a couple of episodes on Star Wars and all of that. Um, and I was planning to go to this big Star Wars convention which is called Star Wars Celebration this year but obviously it was canceled because of COVID Uh, (laughs) and they delayed it two years so it's been pushed to 2022 which at this point actually seems like um, was a a good idea because we're here we are we're almost at 2021 and we're still you know got empty arenas no movies going on one thing you know although we're not getting any movies except for wonder woman 84 1984 which is still slated to come out on christmas day in theaters it also is going to be streamed on hbo max but it will be shown in theaters So I'm looking forward to going to the theater and watch that Um, on Christmas Day, wherever I'm at. uh, Maybe I'll be at my parents' home in Alabama or something like that during that time. But, yeah. Um, But other than that, everything else is, you know, movies. You know, the theaters have been closed. And the ones that are open are, you know, don't have barely anyone in them. So with all that going on, we still have... TV projects that are moving moving along because for one there's still production that's going on there you know shows are being um, uh, are getting filmed and all that and then production having all the precautions as far as COVID and testing and all that so they're moving forward as far as filming TV shows in particular movies are moving forward as well but when you're going to see them at least on a big screen is who knows so, in saying all that, The Mandalorian was, um, matter of fact, the season that is on Disney Plus right now was already done before COVID. So, they'd done everything they need to do, and, and this you know, COVID didn't affect it at all. And I'm really liking The Mandalorian. It's, uh, and, um, with uh, Baby Yoda and everything. And it's not so much about. <laughs> about the show even though like i said i enjoy it i'm waiting every friday to watch it to download it (laughs) and um but yeah it's not so much about the show it's about one of the characters who is played by gina carano um in the mandalorian she is carver doom and i think in the first season i thought she was a great character i liked her and um in this show, but I also liked her in previous films as well. She, I remember a movie she played some maybe ten years ago. It's called Haywire. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, and I really liked that movie with her in it. And I think she was like in one of the Fast and Furious movies. But um, but anyway, not well. She was a, a, a MMA fighter, so and I, I wasn't really watching much MMA at that time. But I I did have seen some clips of her. So um, she legit know how to fight, <laughs> and um, but yeah, and so I was, I liked her character on in the first season, and 
since the first season ended, going into this season right now that is currently going on, she has uh, caused a bit of a stir. Like I said earlier, it shouldn't be that much of a controversy, but it is because Democrats uh, leftists, like I said, they just can't tolerate any different opinion from, especially from someone from Hollywood. And so Jenna Carano has tweeted out some have tweeted out some uh, mainly retweeted some things so she 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 uh, I think she tweeted something about voter fraud or just vote or something about um, let's fix our you know uh, fix this problem that we have and clean up our elections and you know, you know have ID and stuff like that just basically saying um, let's um, um, you know let's clean up the system that's all she was saying. But given the fact that saying that and, you know, for them, you know, for Joe Biden won. So why are you talking about fixing, you know, trying to clean up the system and, you know, fix something that in their in their eyes, nothing is broken, but especially because their guy won. <laughs> Again, if, they would, if the tables will turn and she would have said this and Trump would have won. They were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um but because they're guy one and so they the the system is all great now <laughs> and um and so by saying that just that and then she's also has retweeted some other things from uh from conservatives or something like that and also she just hasn't backed down yet now she's been doing this for a couple of months which is remarkable in the sense of because most times when some when a celebrity um posts anything quote unquote controversial which in their eyes anything controversial is is you know conservative that's all it means not really controversial but um if anybody in hollywood posts anything that is remotely conservative or something that is not in lockstep for whatever democrat leftist communist socialist um you know narrative that is out there if anything contrary to that it's controversial and they they need to be counseled and they don't need you know they should be destroyed and not have to you know, be fired from the job and, and all that now all these actors with their political opinions and it's if their opinion is like i said if it's to the left anything that is support of Democrats or anything in support of liberals and progressives and socialists and all that, that's fine. But if she says something, anything outside of that, then like I said, they can't stand there and she needs to be canceled. And I would just say <laughs> to, if any one of, of those people who are listening to this, welcome to our world. Cause that's what we put up with every day with Hollywood. Uh, a lot of us watch these shows and movies with all the actors in these shows that are just just screaming liberals. Like very outspoken progressives and socialists out there. But I could appreciate their craft, appreciate what they do on screen 
and totally disagree with their political opinion. But um, like I said, she hasn't backed down because she hasn't um, said she hasn't apologized or whatever like that, which a lot of them do. Like I said, whenever a celebrity say anything outside of the progressive socialist Democrat narrative, out anything anything outside of that, they normally they'll get called controversial. Then um, they'll get a whole bunch of nasty tweets on social media for like twenty four hours, and then like the next day, he or she will come out and apologize for saying something. You know, they'll say something like, uh, "Well, I um, for people who are offended, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be offensive or whatever like that," and and. They'll just grovel, basically, so they don't get any more mean, <laughs> mean messages. I mean, it's, you know, let's just stay in Star Wars right quick. So Mark Hamill, who plays, you know, Luke Skywalker in, <laughs> in Star Wars, he is a, a insufferable, outspoken liberal on Twitter, on social media in general, general whatever. Like he his like he is out there and he, like I say he's very well you know known for being how progressive and liberal he is. All that being said, I still like him as Luke Skywalker. Like there's been rumors right now as far as him being in the Mandalorian somewhere down the road, maybe in this season or next season. And if he shows up, I'm gonna be I'm like oh wow that's that's awesome to see. Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian. I can't stand his political opinions. I think his his opinions are trash when it comes to, comes to politics. But I like him as Luke Skywalker. I could watch all the old Star Wars movies just fine. I mean, like I said, as a conservative, pretty much all these actors and actresses um, are liberals. They're just some are more outspoken than others. Like I said, I can. Um, I could appreciate their work and totally disagree with their pol- political opinions. But apparently, which is not the case, is nothing, this what I'm saying right now, right now is nothing new. But it's just another case when it comes to talking about um, Gina Carano, where the Democrats, leftists, you know, communists, socialists, whatever. I always try to put them all in in the ghetto because they're pretty much all the same. But um, but yeah, they can't hang. They can't deal with that. <laughs> so anyway, I hope everyone had a uh, happy Thanksgiving. And I know for for me, I I was on the road mainly because you know I took so much time off with um. You know, being in in Nevada, so I had to get back on the road. Got to <laughs> got to make that money, you know. So, so yeah, I was on the road, and it's one thing about driving on a holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas, where it just smooth sailing out there. Ain't barely anybody on the road, especially on like Christmas morning. And no traffic out there. Then again, I don't think I'll ever encounter less traffic than I did in those two weeks earlier this year, you know, with the shutdown. That right there was spooky. (laughs) 
with how little traffic was out there at, at that time. It's never been like that. Even on a Christmas morning, there were still cars here and there. But during that shutdown, I remember driving through Chicago. I think I mentioned this before on here. But I drove through Chicago on rush hour. And it was just us, us meaning just truck trucks, truck drivers, and uh, Uber <laughs> going by. That's all it was on on the road. And just went through Chicago with no stops, no traffic on a, in, in Chicago, which is unheard of. Anyone that lives in Chicago in particular, or just any, you know, like a New York or L.A. But I would just remember I was in Chicago at that time. I also went to Houston in that two-week um, time. And it was the same way. Went through there during rush hour, no traffic. Just flew right by. <laughs> anyway, but, um, but yeah, so that's what I was doing on Thanksgiving. So, but again, like I said, I hope y'all all had a, um, happy Thanksgiving. And I know, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, we'll have Rick Green on our next episode. We'll talk about constitutional defense course and Patriot Academy and just and some other things as well. So appreciate everyone listening. Go to trendchat247.com, available on Google Play, all the you know, most popular podcast outlets. So, and I just just noticed right now I didn't shout out the locations. Well, guess we'll have to do it next episode. So, anyway, until next time, we'll chat with you later. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah, it's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. (laughs) Okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed GEICO agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.